Welcome to this week's episode of Inside the Nest, lucky episode number 88, and this is not the voice of Nolan Alexander as you're used to. This is once again Jordan Griffith because I have a very special treat for you today. I talked to current Kansas City Royals reliever and former Kennesaw State pitcher Richard Lovelady. Lovelady now a reliever at the major league level, but he started off his high school career as a starter, then goes straight out of high school to East Georgia State College. He's originally from Hinesville, Georgia, then goes straight from East Georgia State to Kennesaw State, makes 37 relief appearances for Mike Sansing in 2016, then also has a 4-2 record along with a 2.96 ERA. Then the MLB draft comes around and he gets drafted in the 10th round, 313th overall to the Kansas City Royals, something he wasn't really expecting, he says in the interview, but I will let his word speak for himself. But just another example of a Kennesaw State player making it far here in the major leagues. In this interview, we talk about Coach Sansing and his recent retirement, as well as what he misses most about Georgia. So without any further ado, I'll no longer tease it. Here is Richard Lovelady, current Kansas City Royals reliever and former Kennesaw State pitcher. With me today, I have former KSU left-handed pitcher and current Kansas City Royals relief man, Richard Lovelady. Richard, thanks for sitting down with me to talk about Kennesaw State. Thank you for having me. So Kennesaw State just recently had two players drafted in the MLB pretty early rounds. You were drafted in the 10th round back in 2016 by the Royals. Kind of recount that day for me. What was the draft day like for you? Uh, draft day to me was something that I didn't, you know, I never got really huge hype in high school or, or juco or anything. So it was kind of, it was kind of new to me and new to my parents as well. It was something that, you know, obviously we know after day one, like obviously we weren't going to go like first, second round, whatever it might've been. And heck coming out of, <laughs> coming out of juco, I mean, I just got drafted. Getting drafted was just like, you know, just overall goal. Just get to continue to play baseball at the next level. And uh, the fact that it was the, you know, I got the call for the 10th round. It was, I mean, it was mind blowing. Honestly, it was, uh, it was incredible. Uh, my, my parents were in the, the kitchen uh, working on the, the ice maker whenever they called. So <laughs> uh, they, I mean, it kind of, they didn't, I guess they didn't hear me kind of scoot off outside to take a phone call. So, you know, it kind of caught them off guard whenever I came back inside and told them that. Now talking about Coach Sansing, he's recently announced his retirement after decades as the head coach for KSU. I know you only had one year with him, but what was the effect he had on you as a pitcher and a coach? Uh, coach Sansing was a great coach to me. Uh, honestly, he, <laughs> he gave me this, he gave me this funny nickname of uh, smooth 86. That's, that's about as hard as he thought I threw every time I stepped on the mound. Cause you know, cause when I came to Kennesaw, I wasn't, I wasn't a, a reliever or I wasn't really, I wasn't that guy that was going to be a reliever to start with. At least in my mind, I didn't. But, you know, I transitioned into that role and I was able to, you know, eat a lot of innings and a lot of appearances for him. And he, you know, I really bonded well with him, uh, in my opinion. Um, and it's great to see a guy like him after so many years, you know, get to retire and enjoy that that afterlife, so to speak, um, of just watching baseball, not having to, you know, really coach it and stuff like that. Now, talking about your pro career, outside of just the competition itself, what are some of the biggest changes from playing college baseball to now pro level? Honestly, everything that you, you do on a daily basis at 
you know, rather be D1, JUCO, D2, whatever it is, you're doing those same things here. You might start earlier here, you know, as far as like, you know, you might have a game at seven and you show up at the ballpark at 12. You know, rather in college, you're, you got a game at seven, you show up at the ballpark probably, you know, 3.30, somewhere around there. And, and getting after it, getting ready for BP, throwing and stuff like that. Um, honestly, everything's about the same. You know what I mean? It's like you're doing – it's the same game you've been playing your entire life. It's uh, – you're just playing at a, a more competitive and a faster level. Um, if anything, you know, with with all the, the you know, being professional and everything comes up to the spotlight of, you know, success and obviously expecting good and, you know, sometimes bad from you. Uh, you know, having to deal with, you know, media fans and all that stuff. That would be the only, you know, real change, honestly. Growing up in Georgia all your life, playing here until your junior year, what do you miss most about living in this state? <laughs> uh, you know, I live in Arizona now. So I would say, honestly, miss being able to go to the, the beach occasionally, being able to to see real green grass, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right. Being able to, to, to walk outside barefooted without, you know, worrying about stepping on a cactus or something. <laughs> That's about it, honestly. Yeah. And now that you primarily live in Kansas City, I know you said you also live in Arizona, but you play in Kansas City. You've also spent a lot of time in Omaha, Nebraska. What's been the biggest adjustment now living in the Midwest? The Midwest weather is is very strange. There can be there can honestly be a whole week of when you do not play baseball because there is nothing but just rain or it just might have a weird, a weird storm where I remember, I remember two years ago, two or three years ago, we opened up uh, at home in Omaha against uh, like Albuquerque or somebody like that. And it was the first time I've ever been told we can't play baseball because it's too cold at a triple A level. I'd never, never heard that in my life just to follow the next two days get absolutely canceled because of possible rain, which it rained like, you know, a couple inches or so. So basically three days in a row of, of just not playing because of cold. And then, you know, I take it back to earlier this year, we were, we were sitting in weather where it was, you know, 95, 96 with humidity. And then three days later, we go on a road trip at 75 at home. It's like, you can't, you can't really get a, a consistent, you know, weather. It's, it's always just up, down, up, down. You know, <laughs> you got to honestly take take advantage of the cold days while you can. Oh, absolutely. Being, being from the Midwest, I can definitely attest to that. <laughs> so for you, is I'm going to give you a couple options on this question. Were you mo most nervous for one of these four? Your high school debut, college debut, minor league debut, or major league debut? For sure, major league debut. For sure. No question about it. I couldn't even throw a strike in the bullpen. When they told me to get hot the day I got called up, I didn't know what was going on. I was still trying to, you know, take in the fact that I just got called up. And it was like, hey, you're, you're getting ready to get in the game. But to this day, I don't think I've been able to really grasp what could even be close to it. I mean, honestly, probably, you know, your first playoff appearance, probably. It was a close feeling of, of getting married, a very close feeling. But, you know, it, you can't, you really can't describe the, the feeling you have when you get to you know walk out there for the first time obviously you know you you dream about it as a kid and you, you know you you make that trot before the game and all that stuff but when the lights are on and your name's called to come out of that pin man it's a different feeling it really is okay my last question for you just overall how did Kennesaw State better prepare you 
for your future on or off of the field? Kennesaw State prepared me on the field as far as uh, the coaches I was provided while I was there and the strength coach, uh, Jeremy Goff. I did, you know, before I came to Kennesaw, I didn't really – I never really had a, a, a strength and conditioning program where, you know, there we had wake-up calls at, at 7, 6 a.m. For, for weights. I never I – mean, I never thought about that. I never did weightlifting. The only weightlift we did was, like, when it was mandatory. So, I mean, that was a huge change to me because it allowed me to, to not only build a foundation, but to <clears throat> allow me to get stronger. And so that, you know, when I got ready to, to throw 25, 26, 30 ball games, Kennesaw, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a hard task for me. And it wasn't, you know, it's not going to beat me up bad over an offseason trying to recover and stuff like that. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit. Pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. We know you're concerned for your health, but rest assured, we are here for you. Our hospitals, health parks, and offices are open and taking every safety precaution so you can get the care you need. Wellstar, more than healthcare, people care. And that was Richard Lovelady. Now, I don't want to take too much credit here, but the day I talked to Richard, he then threw a scoreless seventh inning for the Royals that evening. Again, don't want to take too much credit, but I, I feel like there's something there. I'm just kidding, of course, but a big thanks out to him. The, my favorite part about this was he did not have to talk to me. This is not an obligation or anything. Again, none of the athletes I talk to are necessarily obligated either, but he's a major leaguer. He has a lot of things on his plate, but he went out of his way to talk with me for a few minutes about Kennesaw State. I appreciate it. Loved his answer on his major league debut, feeling like his wedding day at the same time. Also, all of that green grass he misses being from Georgia. Again, a big thanks out to Richard for talking with me today. That is going to be it here on episode number 88 of Inside the Nest. Jordan Griffith signing off. And always remember, go out.